I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time once again for another episode of Bad Language, a victory bad language. Yes, it is Monday, November 27th, when this show is being recorded and premiering, and the Pittsburgh Steelers are winners again after losing last week to the Cleveland Browns in probably what was the most significant loss in Pittsburgh Steelers history because it may have just changed the course of not just the 2023 season, but the 2024 season as well with the firing of Matt Canada coming from that. If the Steelers pull out an ugly win against the Cleveland Browns last week, which look, I'm not going to go back and say I wasn't devastated about the loss. I wasn't demoralized. The players were absolutely demoralized, but the Steelers looked at that felt like they were losing the locker room and turned around and did something about it. We talked about that on this show last week before we knew what was going to happen. So did Jeff Hartman on Let's, Let's Ride, to even more of an extent of what the Steelers need to do. Hey, they went out and did it. They made that change. Mike Tomlin was the guy who made that change, and it made a huge difference. Now, I'm hearing a lot of people saying that why would you celebrate the fact that under Matt Canada, the team had 16.6 points per game on average, and he only had 16 against the Cincinnati Bengals? Not a great offense. Not a great defense. Well, I hear you. This is where I pull out the yeah buts. Yeah, but they had a fumble right after a call that was not overturned because you didn't challenge it. When you can't see the play and there's not enough time, you don't challenge it. Mike Tomlin does need some help eye in the sky type stuff, but it's pretty hard when you're going and running another play that's where you kind of take a timeout and you check, but then you lose a timeout too. So there's so many things that went wrong in that particular spot, but they lost points because of it. And that could have really hindered them. But Kenny Pickett did the job that Kenny Pickett was supposed to do. Yeah, but he's still not the guy. I'm not asking for the guy. I'm asking for progress. You got progress out of Kenny Pickett. You almost got a 300-yard game out of Kenny Pickett that wasn't a blowout. 
Kenny Pickett's only 300-yard game was against the Buffalo Bills in his very first start. And yeah, he threw for over 300 yards, but they got crushed in that game. Absolutely destroyed. So, yeah, you're going to compile up yards when you have nothing to win for. You're just slinging it. And they weren't scoring in that game. Man, Buffalo, man, that was that was ugly last year. So Kenny Pickett said that we just want to have fun again. And for the most part, this team looked like they were having fun. Deontay Johnson didn't look like he was having fun. He was... He looked very AB-ish. He looked very dismissive. He walked past a fumble like he was disinterested. Like he was too good to even think about going after it. That was very disturbing to see. If you listen to Let's Ride this morning with Jeff Hartman, you heard all about that really good stuff from Jeff. Absolutely. Really disgusted with that type of play, but almost everybody else was very inspired this week. Pat Fryermuth was back. Now, he was back last week, but he was back towards the end of last week, and it's not like they were feeding him the ball much anyways. I reported this way back when, Not a lot of people paid attention to this, but before the Vegas game, I learned that Kenny Pickett wants to throw and wants to throw in the direction of Pat Fryermuth. He looked like a Travis Kelsey type player against the Cincinnati Bengals. And that opens up everything having that extra guy. We talked about all the talent and Deontay Johnson's talent. Maybe he's too much of a talent in his own mind. I don't know. But you have the players that can make plays. It looked like the receivers were so much more inspired running routes. It looked like the runners were running harder than ever my gosh Najee Harris and the offensive line just taking everybody what was a what was that a three-yard game that he turned into 20 I gotta go back and look at that 17 more times again that was a thing of beauty now I'm not saying that Mike Sullivan and Eddie Faulkner are the next permanent offensive coordinators of this team. And a lot of you are going to go out and say, well, that's the way they do it. They're just going to hire cheap and hire from within. No, they're not. They're going to go out and look. And in the last half an hour, the Carolina Panthers have fired Frank Reich. Now, everybody that's on the Byron Leftwich bandwagon is going to also be on the Frank Reich bandwagon. Personally, I would bring in Frank Reich just because of he didn't have Tom Brady like Byron Leftwich did. But Byron Leftwich also 
put up big numbers with Jameis Winston. So I'm not going to say that it's not. I just like the sample size of, I think Frank Reich falls into one of those categories. Not really the, the head coach you're looking for, but absolutely, absolutely a great coordinator. Think of a Wade Phillips. Think of a North Turner. Think of guys like that over the years. But I'm not here to talk about 2024 completely. I know I mentioned 2024, how this is going to really help the Pittsburgh Steelers by doing it now. Because you're not talking in 2024 about being free of the chains of Matt Canada. I know I use chains a lot. Some people don't like that I say that. I really felt that they were there. But that team was having fun again. So that's going to help. But what I'm talking about is the rest of this season. And when you look at the rest of this season right now, the one thing that you have is hope. Back in 1989, no one really thought Bobby Brister was the future of this team. And he wasn't. He ended up being the guy before Neil O'Donnell came in, and Neil O'Donnell wasn't the complete future of the team. Not at all. He got you to AFC Championship games. He got you to a Super Bowl. Not talking about Neil O'Donnell either, but what I'm talking about is 1989 when they started out losing 51 nothing to the Cleveland Browns. And then 41 to 10 to the Cincinnati Bengals. And ended up in the playoffs. At a spectacular 9 and 7. If you go back to the last week of that season, the weirdest combination of things had to happen, and they did. And the Steelers got in on Christmas Eve. Well, actually, Christmas Day officially got in. Just amazing stuff. Kenny Pickett is closer to the future of this team than a lot of people want to give him credit for right now. Now, some amazing things happened. And the first thing I'm going to say is the jury's still out on Kenny Pickett. And that's fine. Because a lot of people had, most people, most fans had him done. Had him as absolutely not the guy. I'm not looking for Mr. Right. I'm looking for Mr. Right now. Mr. Right for 2023. And I think he can be that guy beyond. But what I'm going to say about Kenny Pickett right now, he looked like the quarterback that you want. I had some friends texting me, well, still missing some throws. And that was early in the game. Yeah, he's missing some throws. Not perfect, but that was a pretty nice box score for Kenny Pickett yesterday. That was the most complete game you're getting out of Kenny Pickett in all those starts. And he's had a lot of wins for this team. My gosh, he has seven wins. He's already matched his win total 
in his career of his rookie year of 2022. So I know it's hard to say be patient, but the NFL is weird right now, especially the AFC. Look at the top of the AFC. Number one seed right now is the Baltimore Ravens. Then you've got the Kansas City Chiefs, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Miami Dolphins are your number four seed. And yes, they have potential to have great offenses, high-powered offenses. But they all have three losses, and your Pittsburgh Steelers have four losses. Your Pittsburgh Steelers are, right now, if everything ended, and I know some people hate, well, if everything ended today, well, you got to see where are you right now. And right now, you're at seven and four with six games to play, and you're the number one wild card seed. The Cleveland Browns are number two. Of all teams, the Indianapolis Colts are number three. The only teams that you play in that bunch are the Baltimore Ravens and the Indianapolis Colts. The Pittsburgh Steelers are two-thirds away from being done with the division. They're not going to be swept by any team in the division because they've already beaten Baltimore. They've already beaten the Cincinnati Bengals, and they've split with the Cleveland Browns. They're 3-1 and one in the division. They have a better division record than the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens have that game in hand. So they have a one-and-a-half game lead. And they play on the last game of the season, which could be for the division title, but kind of looks like Baltimore's running away. We're not here to talk about Baltimore. We're talking about how weird everything else is. At the beginning of this season, everybody was saying that the Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills are shoe-ins. Well, I'm here to tell you. They're shoe-ins no more. When you have as many losses as, as what these teams have, They both have six losses. My goodness. That's a killer. That's good enough to get you in the playoffs in the NFC. In the AFC, no, it's not. Because there's a lot of teams ahead of you. The Bengals are in trouble. They don't have Joe Burrow. They're at five and six, and they're in trouble. A lot of people thought that the Denver Broncos could be a team. Then they started off so poorly. Now they're a team to look for again. They've won five straight. They're in second place. The Chargers team that people said look out for. The Texans are a team that 
I still think they're pretty good. Don't think they're winning the division now, like I did just a couple days ago. But the Titans are now below the Steelers. Excuse me, the Texans are below the Steelers. The Titans are definitely below, even though they won yesterday. But the Texans are at six and five. The Bills are six and six. Thank goodness for them, they have a bye week, but they only have five games left. And their schedule is B R U T A L still. If you look at the Buffalo Bills schedule, you don't think that they're climbing back in. Because that first place schedule is really, really tough. And they're they're in the midst of it. Now, when you look at who all they have, you're going to see, you're going to see that there are some possibilities for them to climb back in this, but don't expect it, which means don't expect them to come back in and catch the Steelers. Steelers are looking really good. Here's, here's Buffalo. Their bye week is week 13. It's coming up. Then they have Kansas City at Kansas City against Dallas at the Los Angeles Chargers versus New England and at Miami. Wow. <laughs> Not really good. But there's five games to go. You got to think that they are in trouble. And you also got to think, look at where they started. They started out 0-1, then they were 3-1. Then since October 8th in that loss against Jacksonville, they have five losses and three wins. And the wins are against the Giants, which they barely won. The refs helped out with that. The New England Patriots, which they barely won. Actually, no, they lost to New England. Excuse me. Against Tampa Bay, which they barely won. They did blow out the New York Jets. I expect them to lose to New England. But this is not a show about the Buffalo Bills either. This is to show you how hard it is. The more important team to look at is the Cincinnati Bengals. And their schedule is really tough. They have a first place schedule too. And they play the Steelers again. Steelers take care of business against them again. Then, well, you're in really good shape. They're at Jacksonville on Monday night football. Not going to be good for them. They have the Colts, the Vikings, at the Steelers, at the Chiefs, and against the Browns. Other teams, I would say, would be fine. I'm saying that the Cincinnati Bengals are done. But it's all about the Steelers and their schedule. And we're going to talk about that more when we come back. So stick around. This is Bad Language from the Fans First Sports Network and the Steel Curtain Network.
I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And we are back. It is the Steel Curtain Network's Bad Language. I am Brian Anthony Davis, and we are talking Steelers football. And if you want the best, if you want great insight, you're going to have to come to the Fans First Sports Network and check out SCN, that's Steel C Network, on Twitter. That's Fans First Sports Network, fansfirstsports.com. Stillcurtainnetwork.com. So definitely check us out. We are emerging as a great voice. And if you listen to Jeff Hartman last week, you listen to my show last week, we talked about what would you have to lose if you fired Matt Canada? And we said that's what we would do right now. We did, no, in all fairness, we did say they're not going to do it. Hey, they did it. They did it. And now the team seems rejuvenated. The defense is rejuvenated. You know why? Because they're not getting a 14-second breather and going back and having to stop a team. They seem better. And that defense, sure, it was Jake Browning. But it was also Jamar Chase on that team. It was Joe Mixon. You shut down Joe Mixon completely. Joe Mixon has given this team fits. And they shut him down. Uh, 12 yards for Joe Mixon? 25 for the entire Bengals team rushing? That's a dominant defensive performance. You're getting good next man up play from Michael Walker. And Trenton Thompson. And let me say something about Trenton Thompson. That wasn't a look what I found interception. If I'm not mistaken, it was Jamar Chase. And he saw and he made a move. He made what looked like a really nice move to pick that ball off. It was instinctive. So I like what I'm seeing. You want to see Minka Fitzpatrick come back? And when he does, you're going to see so much better play. You saw an inspired Cam Hayward. He doesn't need to be inspired. When I saw him dancing in the locker room on Keanu Benton's tweet or X submission, I felt really good. Man, he was 
he was bringing it too. Benton looks special. Alandon Roberts is one of the best free agent signings that they've had in a long time. 15 tackles last week, 10 tackles this week, two games, 25 tackles. Oh my goodness. The man's had to step up and he stepped up in a big way. Michael Walker had a step in. <laughs> then he's the starter. This isn't the Sean Spence situation of a few years ago when Shazier went down. So there's things to look at. There's also things to look at when we talk about Benton, the rookie, and then Joey Porter Jr. saying, hey, give me the number one guy. The mentality is coming back. And mentality is half the battle. And this is what you had. And this is what we talked about a long time for a long time a lot of people poo-pooed it and i'm fine with that but matt canada was keeping this team down even on defense because the offense sets up the defense the defense sets up the offense just like the run game sets up the pass and the pass sets up the run so that's where you get excited about this team and you look at their schedule I don't have to pull up their schedule. I know their schedule by heart. And the next game that they have is against a floundering Arizona Cardinals team. Sure, Kyler Murray's back. He came back the first game. Oh, he barnstormed. Just looked amazing. Then the Rams took him to the woodshed. But they have the Cardinals traveling across country, playing on December 3rd, game I tried to get tickets to. I could not. I've never been to a game on my birthday. Yes. I didn't tell anybody it was my birthday last year. Steelers play on my birthday. And it's very not very often that they play on my birthday. And it, I remember the one year they could have played on my birthday. I'm glad they didn't because it was the Shazier game. They played on Monday Night Football. But I'm hoping for that eighth win to celebrate. I really think they can. After that, you have a demoralized New England Patriot team. They're talking that this is Bill Belichick's last year. Not in the league. Some people are suggesting that he gets traded. I wouldn't even be surprised if that happens. Would not be surprised at all. I didn't think about that. That's not an original thought, but it makes a lot of sense. So when you go ahead and look at all of this, after those two games, then you have the Colts. Colts are an interesting team. Don't think that they're just going to go smash Gardner Minshew. They're not, because he's he's a decent backup. Probably one of the best backups in the league. In fact, I would have loved to have seen him in Pittsburgh. I thought he would be a perfect backup for the Steelers. But with Gardner Minshew playing that team at home, actually on the road, that is going to be an interesting game. Now, with the Colts climbing right now, that's a game that is probably going to be a Saturday game because it's going to 
they did this on purpose. They pick games late in the season. And they say, okay, this could be a primetime game on Saturday. Or this will be a Sunday game. Telling you right now, with both teams looking like playoff teams, they're going to put that game on Saturday. And we're going to find out probably in the next week or so. Usually like to do that two weeks in advance. The New England Patriots game is on Thursday night. You can flex out Thursday games, but it's too late. That's not going anywhere. So you're probably going to have two primetime games. So the mini buy that you were going to get, you lose a game. Excuse me, you lose one day. It's not a big deal, though. Not a big deal at all. That Saturday game gives you, what's that give you? It gives you an extra day then to prepare for the Cincinnati Bengals at home. The Joe Burrow-less Cincinnati Bengals. And by that time, that team might be fully in the tank. Seattle Seahawks aren't the same. Especially if Kenneth Walker stays down. I hope he doesn't. He's a good running back. But there's still more than a month for him to come back. That's a tough place to play. On New Year's Eve, that's going to be a very tough place to play. They don't, I, I've only seen them win once in Seattle. And that was 1983. That was 40 years ago. I better check my facts on that, but I'm pretty sure. I know it was 83. But I would have to check to see if they haven't won there since. And I, I think that's the only time they've actually won in the in the Emerald City. But the bottom line to everything is we probably want to look now for something to say, well, this is going to go wrong. This is going to, I mean, sure. That's what the pessimists do. And, and we have a lot of Yenzer pessimists. I have no problem with that. But if you've seen this movie before, this is a, a different edition. This is a reboot. And this is a different team. This is a team that does not play down to their competition. This isn't Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers losing to the New York Jets, losing to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Mike Glennon. I could I could name so many other teams in those letdowns. And that's that's not a rip on Ben. That's just that's what was happening. This team's not doing that. Not saying that this team can't get into a position years from now that they do that. Can't afford to now. So I really think that when you made this move, you were trying to save your locker room, trying to save your season, but give hope. And this team has hope and it's not a dirty word. So let's forget about tomorrow and celebrate tonight. And when I'm saying tomorrow, I'm talking about 2024. And when I'm talking about 2024, I'm also talking about the playoffs. Because when we look at the other teams, there's some teams, and I said this at the beginning of the show, the Bengals were supposed to be shoe-ins for the playoffs. 
So were the Bills. The Chargers and the Broncos were supposed to definitely be in there too. Broncos might be. The Broncos have an easy schedule too, by the way. So it's going to be interesting in the AFC. NFC fans, come on over. This is going to be fun stuff. And your Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be in the mix. So enjoy it. Make sure you check out Steel Curtain Network for all of your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. Stick right here. Coming up next, you're going to hear an episode of The Fix with the great Andrew Wilbar and Jeremy Betts. Then the Scobros tonight. Actually, no. What am I talking about? I'm talking about if I'm doing Here We Go. Wrong show, man. I mix it all together. Later on, you've got The Hangover coming up with Shannon White and Daniel J. That's a show that uh, Jeff Hartman and I started years ago. That that was the post-game show. Back in 2016, that was the post-game show. Can't believe we've been doing this this long. So check out The Hangover tonight. Then tomorrow, you will have Here We Go with Kevin Smith and myself. Then The Fix. Then a Mike Tomlin press conference recap with Dave Schofield. Then Dave Schofield comes back with his big bro and big bro Sco and the Sco bro show. So much going on. Another Let's Ride then on Wednesday. We've got it. Over three original shows every single day. It's good stuff here at Steel Curtain Network. But you wanted hope. You got it. Hope is back. And if that game didn't make you smile, if that game wasn't SOS, same old Steelers, yesterday, then what else can you ask for? My name is Brian Anthony Davis. This has been bad language, and I ain't apologizing for nothing.